0: Once again, to unprofessional, I am, as always, at least until today, Lex Friedman, and I'm joined by your best friend and mine, the man who invented podcasting, Dave Wiskus. Hi, Dave. Hi, Lex. This is your last show, but I don't. Uh, you're not going to stop being Lex Friedman after today, right? Well, I haven't decided. Okay. Um, I would say the door is still open. I, I'm thinking of just going to Xander Friedman instead. <laughs> as long as you still get the X in there. Right. Well, I'm not going to lose the X. You get next to your name, you're going to keep that shit for life. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to be defensive. I'm, I'm, no, I'm trying to. I was trying to. I was going to make a, a reference back to your your XY, XQV or whatever it was podcast thing since you were going to go by Xander. And I, I, this joke doesn't work. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what does work though. What is is ending our uh, collaboration on this show the same way it started, and that is with the one and only. Amy Jane Gruber. Hello, Amy.
1: Hi. Hi. How are you? So excited.
0: You're, well, you're I, like you're so much more pleasant now that the show has started.
1: <laughs> this is my fake voice.
0: You were all surly like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> all the berating has stopped now. This is weird. <laughs> no, I don't I even was,
1: know who
0: you are anymore.
1: Well, well, Whiskus took my joke. You said you were going to quit being Lex, and oh. you know I had a whole thing, and now I've got nothing.
0: Well, do nothing. the thing. Do the thing. We'll we'll just you know, we'll we'll edit.
1: Well, you could cut Dave's out.
0: Right. I could <laughs> No? <laughs> it really wasn't. My joke failed entirely.
1: It's just bad delivery. Yeah. We'll fix
0: it in post. Hey, I, this has nothing to do with anything, and I've made this observation before, but since, Amy, you, your, your Skype contact picture is the, like, I don't have a picture picture. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like an egg being dropped onto somebody's butt.
1: Or coming out of somebody's butt. Ooh. Like bent over. Wow, I mean, I would do so great on those Rorschach jobbies.
0: <laughs> it wasn't just that you had that loaded; it's how quickly you like you were already thinking about this. <laughs> I don't think the egg could get that much air under it if this were an upside down <laughs> thing. I'm just saying. Like, there's a lot of it's has got now a lot I of
1: can't unsee lift.
0: it. <laughs> yeah, you've ruined Skype.
1: <laughs> now I have to put my own disgusting picture up there.
0: <laughs> I want make it the same post. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's going to be my butt. Giant, novelty the egg. <laughs> and,
0: and we can Photoshop the egg, and that's fine. I mean, it might be a forced perspective thing on the egg. <laughs> and the egg is just closer. I don't know. So anyway, Lex, your last show. Wow. What's up with that? I don't I'm,
1: Yeah, let's get well, to the bottom of this. What's going on? Let's
0: let's dig right in. Do
1: you guys hate each other? Hate what's each happening other. is it's
0: I... <laughs> I'm, I'm such a free Madonna. Five by five. I'm going to do a show on Five by Five called Fun Professional. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, wish he, uh, I, I wish I wish you were joking. I got to.
1: <laughs> I believed it for a second there, and I was like, "What am I going to say?"
0: <laughs> my new co-host is. Uh, my new co-host is also my pet cat. I call him Dave Whiskers, and uh, he meows a lot. I think it's going to be a good show. You did, guys, it, did it really take what seventy three, seventy four episodes for you to finally make that joke? I well, I had to save it for the right opportunity. <laughs> I'm kind of impressed, to be honest.
1: Pulling it out for the last show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would never actually have a pet cat because uh, I hate cats. I I hate cats unfairly because I'm extremely allergic to them. So I just kind of hate them on principle before I even have a chance to get to know them. No, I I think that's that's totally fair. If you just hated cats with, with no reason, that's unfair. But you've got a great reason. But like, what if I, uh, what if white people made me sneeze? And then I said, well, I hate white people because they make me sneeze. Is that fair? I think you yeah. just lost
1: your job. <laughs> well, do, if, do... If Twitter is any indication, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this isn't your job anymore. You know what? That's what I feel like. I feel like I can say whatever the fuck I want on Twitter because I'm unemployed. Yeah.
0: Nice. That's... I hate
1: white people.
0: Just kidding. I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my best friends are white, you know, <laughs> Because
1: oh. <you're> racist. <laughs>
0: No racist. No racist.
1: <laughs> no. Let's handle some serious issues here.
0: We're going to get into some shit, and I think I mean this is smart, Amy, because you don't you don't have to worry about the backlash on this show, and Lex doesn't. I'm I'm, I'm going to be the just only one left. Listen. You guys are both leaving me holding the bag after this episode.
1: Yeah, I am going to get so Duck Dynasty on this thing,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll refuse to do the show unless you come back. <sighs> nice. I just <laughs> I don't know. I. I, I saw somebody – it was probably a retweeted tweet from one of those frequent retweeting tweeters on the Twitter. Well, um, I
1: think I think there should be a rule. You can't retweet anyone I don't like. Like every once in a while someone I don't like pops up in my Twitter stream and I'm like, what asshole you know, retweeted that asshole?
0: You're right. you got to block those people so they can't even show up on the retweet. Yeah, some but, people
1: don't. Yeah,
0: I don't know. know. You're not block. quite tech set. You should have John block. block some people for you. You but, know what? I uh, hate Twitter. You can turn that. off retweets. You know that, right?
1: Yeah, like there are certain people who are not allowed to retweet, but then there are certain people who I don't like, and then other people retweet them, and then now I'm back in their stupid business.
0: I was gonna, not naming any
1: names, Lex. Lex.
0: (laughs) You can also mute um, people. (laughs) Uh, But I saw some tweet that was like uh, suggesting that homophobia and racism are basically the same thing. It's just you know unintelligent hate, which I think is you know a, a valid perspective. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go deep. I thought you yeah, were a to. I, I, no, I, I was going to, but then I changed. I was going to say, because I, I think they're different. I think they come from different places. I think homophobia comes exclusively from like religious-based hatred, and that racism comes from culturally-based hatred, so I think they're a little bit different.
1: I don't know. I have plenty of relatives who hate gay people who aren't religious.
0: Yeah, I, I look at <laughs> I look at uh, homophobia as more uh, fear-based, fear-based, like internalized fear-based, like you're, you're afraid of um, catching it. Yeah. Like an imposition because it's, it's sort of, uh, I don't know. It's not tangible. It's not a visible thing the way that like race could be. Um, And it's, it's more the kind of thing that it could infect you. I'm not saying it actually could. I'm saying that that, I think that's what the mindset is. All right. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to get all deep there.
1: No, it got real serious. I'm excited. Oh. Yeah, I'm, uh, huh.
0: You know, we about- we talked a couple episodes ago about how, well, I think it was me specifically where I said that I wished I had, um, you know, more gay friends and more black friends here in New Jersey, so that my kids could see a little bit more, see people who are different from us a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a listener email us and say that he is. Was he gay, black, black and Jewish, Dave? I, I, I think he was gay and black and wished he were, or something like that. I'd have to go back and find the email. It was pretty hilarious, right? But so not not that I'm laughing at a minority. I'm, I'm you know, he was his name was Samuel. Um, oh, he's also Jewish and adopted. Uh, so if anybody I think lives
1: you all your token bases right there,
0: if anybody lives in Tennessee uh, and needs a black gay Jewish adopted friend, I'll hook you up. I yeah. could use. Or if your your company is based in Tennessee and there's some kind of like quota law, you could knock it all out with one guy,
1: one dude. Oh, if it were a girl, oh. <laughs> if it were a girl, you'd really really hit something. So your kids, see, I feel like, I mean, my kids' school, I think they 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 really do make an effort to have the school be very very um, diverse. Um, so yeah, he knows all kinds of people. I think his. Uh, the director of the school is openly gay. He doesn't, it's kind of cool. He doesn't see being gay as a thing at all. Like it doesn't even register with him. Your kid? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, and I think it's interesting an interesting combination of the time in which he's growing up and the fact that kids don't think about sex. So, well,
0: kids of a certain age, I get it.
1: <laughs> I like to think he's not. But you know what I mean? And I think that's where <laughs> adults get so hung up on the sex. You know, a lot of people who are extremely homophobic get so. You know, like the Duck Dynasty, like the man anus guy. Like it's, <laughs> like it's yeah, all well, of.
0: Why would you want an anus when the vagina is <laughs> right there and it's it's it does you, more stuff.
1: You know what? We don't know how he feels about lesbians. I don't think he was clear. I should write him a letter.
0: <laughs> you know, he you was make,
1: really really focused on the anus.
0: You make an excellent point. And what about like uh, male female relationships where they they like anal sex? And this got way weird. I'm sorry.
1: The but anal sex. still.
0: <laughs> Haven't we talked about anal sex with Amy on the show before? (laughs) This feels like we're... I mean, I'm not talking about the Skype egg either. I'm just saying, I feel like we've actually covered some of this. I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to put it on the line. I I don't understand the appeal. I don't get it. Well, you're getting... This is your last show, so you're getting weird. (laughs) That's what this is. I'm just saying. I don't get it.
1: I'll bet Whiskey's will explain it (laughs) to
0: you. I got nothing to say on that subject.
1: Yeah, me neither. It's got cold.
0: Chilly. My mom listens to this show.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. Whenever I make a joke about your upbringing, I think, oh, why did I do that?
0: No, that's fine. I just don't want to talk about butt sex.
1: Don't your parents listen? Don't they love you?
0: Um, no and yes. No, they don't <laughs> listen. But yes, I, I believe that in their own special Friedmanish way, they love me. I think Are it's they- probably <laughs> better that they don't listen to the show. They find oh, right, out that Lex likes bacon. Right. It's a central conceit of the show that they, they could not listen.
1: But don't you do, like, my mom doesn't listen to my show unless my sister points out something terrible that I've said about her or I want to put up a picture of her where she looked like Bruce Valanche. <laughs> um, that was <laughs> that was not popular. But, yeah, I everything that I say, like, I think about that. And I think it's the way everyone should approach the Internet. You just think about that everyone's going to hear what you've said. And so sometimes, like, I'll talk about, you know, like my uncle in prison. And then it's like, well, you know, he's probably going to hear that, but he's not getting out.
0: Right. He so. can't get to you anyway. He is in prison.
1: <laughs> no, but I, you know, sometimes I'll say something about my dad and it's like, well, he's probably not going to listen, but there might be some dick in my family who's going to point it out to him. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, I don't worry about that just because nobody in my family listens. I have friends who know me from the real world and not just from the internet who listen. And they're not, oh, talking that's, to my they're the either.
1: worst. They're the worst. <laughs> real, the real world people. friends. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my God. They're the worst. Uh, a good friend of, uh, I'm, Jonas and her son are friends and, you know, we're friends. And uh, it turns out her brother-in-law is a huge Daring Fireball fan. And uh,
0: like, Of course. <laughs> Who isn't?
1: <laughs> Join the club. And, um, yeah, she found out that I have a podcast and uh, she was just like, I'm going to listen. And I'm like, let's keep being friends and just please don't listen. Like, I just don't <laughs> want to deal with that in real life. I don't like it. I like to pretend it didn't
0: happen. I'll occasionally run into social situations where I'm talking to somebody and I'll mention the show or something about the show will come up and they'll start down the path of, oh, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't listen to podcasts or I don't really have time. And they'll like, start making apologies for why they don't listen to my show. And please don't. Like, don't <laughs> don't feel the need to apologize. Like, I don't care. I'm not, like, I don't have my ego attached to whether a certain person listens to the show. In fact, all this means is that all of the stories I've told on the show will be new to you. I'm yeah, going to be interesting now. Yeah. Right. right. You haven't already heard everything I have to say. This is going to work out great. Yeah. Do you interrupt your conversations with friends to do sponsor reads? No, I wait for them to start doing the sponsor read so I can react to it, but they never do. <laughs>
1: nice. <laughs> You've got your faces already.
0: Well, you know there are two sponsors for this episode. Would you like me to tell you about one of them? I, you know, I'd like to hear one.
1: I'm all sure right. Maybe
0: maybe we'll save the other one for later. All right. Well, here's here. Let's do one first. Let's oh. do let's do our our dear friends at Slingbox. A uh, Slingbox, as you well know, Dave, since we've talked about them a couple times on the show already, and since you own one, it's the only way to take your entire television experience with you wherever you go. It's how I take my Denver television experience to New York with me. Because you left the Slingbox back in Denver, I and did. now you can use it to watch Denver television. Right, so I get all of the benefits of the Slingbox, but I don't have to like worry about the power consumption or the space taken up by the box.
1: I've well, got, like, the too. best of all of it. It doesn't seem sad at all.
0: Only Slingbox can <laughs> deliver all of your live TV channels and what's recorded on your DVR wherever you are. In the office, at a cafe, or out running errands. It says doing errands here, but I'm not going to say doing errands. If I've said doing errands in past reads, I apologize because nobody does errands. You run errands. But many say... Many many competitive devices claim they can give you TV anywhere, but check the fine print. Some only work on Wi Fi, others only have a small subset of channels. Many apps have blackouts, most of them don't work internationally. None of those caveats, if you will, apply to Sling.
1: Wait, so Sling? Who,
0: you don't, don't, don't give me names. Don't name the competitors, but they're competitors of this thing? Yeah, there are people who claim that they will stream your TV to various places. Like sometimes it's the cable companies providing it themselves, and you have to be on your own home Wi-Fi network so it's really limited, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah. think that's this something about Slingbox's branding that I don't even know what the competitors would be. Right. Well, here's what makes Sling even better. It used to be, you know, back in 800 years ago when Sling was invented, it was probably a little less than that, uh, you would watch your TV from – a computer, because that's what there was. But now we've got these smartphones and tablets. Maybe you've heard of them. But Sling has this great app called the Sling Player for iPad, which is awesome. It can find shows in a way that's better than any remote you've ever used. It's connected to Twitter and Facebook, so you can see what other people are saying about the show. If you're a sports fan, they uh, they put their own overlays on the screen, if you want them, that show you live stats about the game you're watching. Uh, and you get the full access to your television. It's not a Roku or an Apple TV, but it makes those better. Because if you have a Sling Box and the Sling Player app, you can watch watch live tv on them so you're in one place with your apple tv and a sling player device you can watch what's on your sling box at home through an apple tv or roku whatever it's great so it's a great way to watch tv on the road and at home and dave you know what the monthly fee is to use sling box uh i do and it rhymes with hero (laughs) i'm i'm I'm, i can't believe that uh anybody would even charge a, a monthly fee because it's it's so obvious that it should be zero and it is it is and so there's no monthly fee. All you have to do is buy the Slingbox, and then you're good to go. And guess what, Amy? There is a special offer for unprofessional listeners like you. Oh wow! Go to slingbox.com/unprofessional. <laughs> slingbox.com. S-l-i-n-g-b-o-x.com/unprofessional. Get thirty dollars off plus free shipping on a brand new Slingbox. I'm going to do the end uh, Gruber style. Ready? Right? My thanks to uh, my thanks to Slingbox for sponsoring the show.
1: Uh, no one here listens to his show. This doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> there, there are thousands of people out there cracking up right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, this isn't live right now. Now I'm used to that. No, you're good. <laughs> no, one, no one can see me.
0: This is live to tape. Everybody can see you, but it's live to tape. You know, I was just thinking, uh, I don't know why, but I was thinking about the, uh, the Lex leaving thing. And, and it's kind of like, like, like the doctor. <laughs> right. I keep, I'm sort of waiting for Lex to regenerate into the next iteration of Lex.
1: I'm excited to see what his screwdriver will look like. Doesn't he always have a screwdriver? <laughs> Wait, that seemed dirty. I didn't even mean it to be dirty. I watched Is, that with the Do you mean the child. drink or
0: the tool? It looks like an egg doesn't being dropped into someone's <laughs> ass. <laughs> doesn't,
1: he, doesn't he have like a, like he's got a sonic screwdriver? Yeah, the
0: doctor does. I don't think Lex does. I have a screwdriver that uh, my oldest gave me for Hanukkah. You know, they have the little fairs at school where they can buy stuff that supports the school and oh, their family yeah. presents. Gee, get their some cheap shit. I like
1: a set of like five of the same screwdriver, all in See, different
0: colors. I got a screwdriver that says "Dad" on the side of it. It might say "I love Dad" something like that. And then it's got a couple different hideaway bits that you can stick in. And then there's a flashlight at the end too, so you can illuminate whatever your... Uh unscrewing or screwing, I guess. This sounds but, uh, like a really, really crappy product. It's um
1: Your daughter's yeah. bad at gifts.
0: It's the other sponsor. <laughs> but she's like she what happens is you know, they get these gifts and they're like, You are gonna love these gifts, both of my daughters. You're gonna love this. It's perfect. My my middle daughter got me a keychain. It's like a giant uh, canvas strap keychain, you know, like you could wear around your neck if you wanted. And it says the word football, repeated with a picture of a football in between each iteration of the word football. <laughs> Dad, you love football, so you will love this. In case you forget what right, football, football means. Football, 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 football. It's, it's really as close to the equivalent of saying go team as one can be. It's hooray <laughs> yeah. for so it's the sports. <laughs>
1: like they didn't want to print regional ones. And where you are, you could be, you know, you could right. be an Eagles fan, you could be a New York fan.
0: But it also yeah. saves on licensing costs. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Because that shit has to be like, you have to be able to get your whole family for under $5. They can like, use like, the I same thing this.
0: in Europe for soccer. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because there's a little picture of a football. That's right. true. That's true. So it is uh, regional, sort of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting those crappy gifts. I once got my mother a necklace that had like a dime on it. Like it was a dime. <laughs> And I got her, the next year, quarter earrings. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't but. even
0: know how money she is.
1: <laughs> and she acted like she loved it. I mean, Quite that That's sweet. Woman. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to. You've got to act like like you like it.
0: And the thing is, you do like it. Like, I died when I saw right. this football thing because it was so hilarious and sweet. Like, the sentiment behind it, is, like, your mom clearly loved money, and so you were trying to support that. <laughs> Is your mom Jewish? Am I just say, say she's
1: not a Jew, and then I was, you know, no you, job you're not can't allowed get to say fired, that. can't get fired.
0: Just yeah, kidding, I'm not
1: not allowed to say it. Just kidding, I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> that never gets old. We say that no anti-Semitism. A- <laughs> no anti <anti-semian. laughs> That's
0: how I end phone calls now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, I'm white. <laughs> that poor racist girl.
0: <laughs> is is it? I mean, I don't. I don't think that what she said was intended to be racist. I think that if she's making fun of somebody there, she was making fun of white people. I, I think, think that she, she
1: fancied herself maybe way more funny than she is. You sure, know what I mean? Sure. Like, uh Like she's Sarah Silverman or something. Right. She can say something outrageous and I don't know. Right. But See, she, I don't think she, she was fit. going
0: for the Sarah Silverman vibe. I think she was just like – it's to me, it's like the same as if Michael Moore made that joke or some other very well-noted – I'm not trying to defend the joke, but I think that what she's going for – was like total sarcasm. Like, I don't have to worry right. about this because I'm white. Where the joke is, we should really be paying attention to the fact that this disease is disproportionately affecting black people in Africa. We haven't it, even said what we're talking about, so we're just assuming that our listeners are hip. And, right. The, you know, the, the, this the Justine Sacco, just kidding, or just Google, just kidding, I'm white if you don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, I don't it's. Know. Thank I,
1: God we all banded together and got that poor girl fired.
0: Yeah. I'm Thank so God. glad that we were able to solve all of the world's problems by attacking a, a woman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It worked. It worked.
0: All we Go had to do us. was gang up on her. You know, the, the, but I Go read us. it as satire. I read it as, I mean, the joke didn't play, obviously it fell flat, but I don't think that she was actually saying anything about black people that like in a negative light. I think that it was, it was just a joke and a, a, a thoughtful, um, approach to it would have taken everybody in a different direction.
1: But can you imagine that we live in a world where you can say one stupid thing and, uh, you know, because she doesn't even have a lot of followers, you know, doesn't she have like 30 or 300 or something, or she did... uh, it's unreal to me that she can make I mean I have made stupid offensive jokes at times. I've said stupid things and it's ridiculous to think that she can go all the all the way around the, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, seriously if my text to Whiskus ever get out <laughs> like I'm getting put in jail. We I both mean I'm are. getting I'm getting kicked out of life. Like
0: <laughs> I'll tell you to me the creepiest thing about it though wasn't just uh, the fact that you know there was the the outcry and then leading to her getting fired and everything else, I think she'll land on her feet. The creepiest thing about the whole thing to me was somebody at Google who works on the search team made a search index update so that when you searched for her name during the flight after it had blown up, that it would give you her flight tracker. Aww, so you searched Justine Sacco and you would get like where her plane was at that moment. As the I found. Not- Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say sorry, no, it's it's not like not as a search result, but it is one of those little boxes that Google puts right. on top of the other results. Right. Like they had hard yeah. coded that in there. That's super creepy.
1: And you know what? And it's just I, I found the the delight that everyone seemed to be taking in it was gross. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh
0: I go to sleep early, so I missed the whole thing.
1: No, I thought it was we were out late that night and we were looking at it and I don't know. I just found the delight. Like, everybody seemed, you know, like, high five, white people. We did it. You know, like, she's racist, not us. It was, it seemed like a way <laughs> for white people to feel better about themselves.
0: It's, uh, yeah, it's this white guilt was, thing where we, yeah, we got it was to attack.
1: surprised, and it was awful. You know what I mean? And she's an idiot for, um, you know, especially when she's a PR person, to put anything even vaguely controversial on her Twitter. That's just stupid and makes me think that she's probably not that good at her job anyway. But um,
0: Or she's really good at her job, because we all know her name now. <laughs>
1: yeah, now we all know her, the know her
0: name The CNN published, like, it went through some of her older tweets to <laughs> see, like, is anything else juicy in here? And she did have one, like, really disturbing tweet. Oh, the, the <laughs> like, have a sex dream about a kid with autism or something yes. like that? Yes, I had a sex <laughs> dream about an autistic kid last night, she once wrote.
1: <laughs> she's, like, going for, like, a Sarah Silverman thing, you know, but you're just a a, a, a white girl who you know, works for PR for some, you know, company. It, I, it, it was all ill advised and I'm not saying
0: it. It's just that the reaction was disproportionate. And I have to wonder of the people, people on the so internet insane. who were flipping out about this joke. How many of those people are avid fans of cards against humanity? <laughs> like, why is this one thing? Okay. But this other thing is not okay. And it's not just because she said it in public. I don't think that exclusively warrants uh, this kind of response. It's it, right. It was the. I mean, in *Cars Against Men, do you know what we you're getting into? And for her, the what was you know unfair for her was the complete out of contextedness that that came along with it. What was really great, by the way, not that you guys listened to the talk show, but when John had <laughs> Guy English on and they were talking about the same topic. You know <laughs> hearing these two guys say, you know like you know it's, it's kind of like how you should never make a rape joke, and then they, then they took a step back and like, well no there there are contexts where in theory you can make a rape no I don't want to say. <laughs> no that. no and can't so it was say really that. great because they really wanted to say yes, like they, that there are no rules about what you can and cannot joke about, but that you should leave rape jokes and their ilk to the professionals, but they didn't want to be seen as endorsing rape jokes either. They were very sensitive to that, and it was it was a great uh, audio dance, so if you haven't listened right. to the guy English recent episode of the talk show check it out just for that this episode, a 12-hour 12-hour episode brought off. to you by the talk show so yeah. my approach to this very simply is anything can be funny anything can be joked about it depends on context it depends on your audience it depends on a lot of things but anything is fair game it has to be
1: yeah if i have something really inappropriate i just text whiskus
0: yeah i know i look forward to those
1: i know it's fine yeah I, I don't know, I just make so many inappropriate jokes, and I guess you know knowing your audience or or whatever and and I know several of the people who were outraged and I have heard many inappropriate <laughs> jokes come out of their mouths. I mean they're smart enough not to do it, but on Twitter, but i don't I don't know you know which one really got me angry because this is kind of the week of this um the Steve Martin who had to apologize like he made a joke which could have been considered vaguely racist. And but then it got twisted like when someone reported on it and it made it seem a little bit more racist. And so then the more racist version was going around. and he official you know off issued an official apology on his site. And I just feel like Steve Martin has never done anything vaguely racist. If he kind of misspoke once like, now all of a sudden he's labeled a racist that's terrible i guess the jerk was a little racist
0: we gotta let it go we've gotta let this shit go i
1: I don't know like steve martin has never done anything but listen to these three white people
0: we can let the racism stuff go guys it's over now (laughs) no what i'm saying is i don't want to live in a world where saying one stupid thing will ruin my life because i say a lot of stupid things
1: yeah, yeah. It's like don't make me vote Republican. You know, I feel like that's where I'm going.
0: Let's let's before I feel like I'm getting
1: conservative. Before I, we I form actually an angry used, mob. Yeah. I, <laughs> I actually used, you know, the term the PC crowd the other day. Oh, and I God. was like, I'm becoming a Republican.
0: No, I don't I don't think it's that. I hope it's not that, or I am too. But it's we just let's Let's be thoughtful in our response to things before we form an angry mob let's stop and consider like what the person's motivations were for saying what they might have actually meant. Maybe what they said and what they meant weren't the exact same thing. Maybe what we interpreted as their meaning and their intended meaning aren't the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, you want to get into this uh Graham guy. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Should we really?
0: It's well, we're is going this, down this path. I wait, guess we may Graham? as well. I don't know what we're talking and about. Paul now. Graham, the, the Y Combinator oh, guy. Yeah, I didn't. You know what? And this is true. And I'm a person who I think I think deserting listeners of this program. No, uh, um, does I stay on top? Yeah. Like All the, the ones eating ice cream right now? Yes, the deserting listeners. The, I keep on top of the news. I follow the news pretty closely. I read news each day. Um, but I have so far, and I'm willing to have you now uh, take my virginity with this, but I, I saw that there was a Paul Graham story <laughs> Way to make coming.
1: it gross. That's twice
0: time. you've used those words for me. And... I, I have ignored it. I don't know. I know that he said something that was offensive. I think it was about either women programming or young people. I don't know. He said something stupid. And I was like, you know what? I just don't give a shit. I'm not getting involved in this this time around. But So somebody has to catch me up first because I did not read any of the stories on this. Amy, you're more qualified than I am to
1: Oh, why? This. Because it's a girl? Because <laughs> <laughs> he said something against girls? Exactly. Why do you hate my vagina?
0: <laughs> no, no, Dave, you have to correct her. Say no, no, Amy.
1: Uh, There's episode love title.
0: vagina.
1: It's white. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, this is terrible. I, I Have I just ended my husband's career? Because I don't have a job, but he does. I. No, um, so what had happened I, I don't even know I don't remember was it a val- no, valleywag reported it, but was it a valleywag
0: it was the uh the information that four hundred dollar per year
1: oh right, right, thing. right, right, that four hundred dollar thing you know, good luck to her. I hope she does well but um
0: well i mean this is this is the best thing they could have hoped for right right.
1: Uh, so it uh, valleywag reported on this interview and they included uh, they didn't include the whole
0: interview right yeah they 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 said they softly edited the the interview
1: but he he
0: oh you mean so- valleywag valleywag they just included the the relevant snippets
1: yeah i only read the valleywag one so I I, I don't know, but you actually are very qualified to talk about this. But anyway, they asked him about uh, women in programming, right, or women in computers. And, you know, he was talking about their hiring history. I I don't know anything about his company. I'm probably the worst person to explain this. But he, the comment I think that everybody took issue with was that he said, uh, uh, and taken out of context, you know, maybe it does sound bad. It, It was something like, how do you get fourteen year old girls interested in programming. Geez, I don't know. And then everybody was like, Well, I'm a girl and I liked programming, you know, back then and and he he hinted that um most of the like CEOs of the company is he an investor?
0: Most of the yeah, Y Combinator they're uh, they're an incubator, so their whole deal is uh, startups will uh, st- startups will and then throw them at people's asses. Yes. Startups will uh, apply to Y Combinator to go through the incubation process, so they get like funding and mentoring okay. and things like that.
1: Okay, and so he had. Uh, it seems like he's he's a pretty thorough guy, and he they had like done all kinds of studies about the the groups that they'd invested in that went on to become successful. And that a lot of the, the CEOs or whatever had been hacking computers since they were 13 or something like that. And then that's where he made the comment, you know, that we just don't have girls who have been doing it that long.
0: Right. Which doesn't seem like an unfair analysis of the situation. I think we, everybody on the, the, the the side of feminism would probably agree that there aren't that many women in technology and getting girls interested in technology at an early age is a thing that we should be doing.
1: Right. And I really think that's the root of the whole problem. You know what I mean? You can't just, um, you can't just pretend that there are equal numbers of men and women in tech right now. Like there just aren't, I think the root of the whole problem. And I think what he was saying is, uh, Not that they're too stupid or they're not interested, but he doesn't know. I really think it was a frank admission where he's just saying, I don't know shit about education. You know, I know that this is a problem, but I'm not the person to solve it.
0: Well, what he said was something like, how how do you get 13-year-old girls interested in technology? And he's like, I don't know. I'd have to give that some thought. And I think it was the people are attaching onto the I don't know part of that. And they're totally missing the part where he said, I'd have to give that some thought. Because to me, that is the most important part of what he said. Mm-hmm. Now that I've Googled it, the exact quote here, and you've, you've paraphrased so you've it pretty been, well. but
1: you've been listening?
0: Attentively. <laughs> God knows what you would do to get 13-year-old girls interested in computers. I would have to stop and think about that. Right. I'd have to stop and think about that. That, to right. me, is the most important thing that he said in the entire interview. The The idea that he doesn't know what the solution to a problem is, he's willing to admit that he doesn't know. He's, he can identify a problem and admit that he doesn't know and say it would take some thinking, it would take some time to come up with the right solution for this, and he's not willing to just spout something off in an interview to sound good.
1: Right, and God knows, nobody fucking knows what to do about it. You know, that's why we have the problem. I, I, I don't see, there seems to be like a reluctance to admit that girls, for whatever reason, aren't as interested in computers. Um, well, uh, it, uh, whether it's that they're not encouraged. it's it, And I'm not saying that they're not interested, but they something needs to be fostered. You know, like, isn't that the whole premise between behind the app camp for girls thing? Yeah, like, get girls into it. Like, that's great. That's perfect. It's addressing the problem.
0: And it's you weird know? to me that we'll all get behind app camp for girls as we should. It's a, it's a great program and, and Jean is awesome. And the whole thing is great. We can all get behind that. But when this guy says that that's the sort of thing we should be doing or alludes to like that being the same, that, that being the right solution, we'll gang up on him. And I don't understand where the, the the cognitive dissonance is there. Well, I have two more outcries, recent outcries, I want to bring up though. Oh yay! One and they're they're not directly related, but they're connected here. One is angry Mac bastards, yeah, that's and the a... other one is Goldie Blocks and uh, the Beastie Boy song because. I First of all, any, <laughs> I'm a big fan of parody music, so I don't have any problem with them parodying the song. And I think the Beastie Boys shouldn't have been dicks about it, which is not necessarily the popular view here, but... I don't know. I thought it was fine, I, I, especially because the video was more about promoting the Goldie Blocks vision than it was about promoting any specific Goldie Blocks toy. I was a Kickstarter supporter of Goldie Blocks. I got it for my kids. We, as soon as the toy arrived, where the kids are going to do, and it's really aimed at girls and my girls. And I sat down and did all these engineering feats. Here's the problem, though. It totally sucks. The game is terrible. It is the worst <laughs> thing I have kickstarted. And I have kickstarted a lot of things or kickstarter supported. I don't know. But it was it's, it's shitty. And anybody who's being honest looks at this toy and says, wow, this toy is shitty. So the ad was fine. And they put some nice effort into that. But the toy is crap. My kids hated it. Where's like, the outrage it, over that? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't despise it. But like it is not fun. It was like we used it once and then we said maybe we should use this again like three months later. And we used it one more time and that was it. It was just it is not fun. So, I want to get that issue. off my chest. So, wait, okay. your, your, your thought on this whole like, internet outrage thing takes us to a place where your outrage is that you spent money you wish you hadn't. Yeah, well, I'm just mad that everybody's talking about how great Goldie like, Blocks is in the same <laughs> mental space as Ad Camp for Girls. No, you're just upset that you spent money. No, even if somebody gave me the toy, I'm mad that it's a piece of shit, and people okay. aren't talking about the fact that the toy they made is crappy. Like you talk talking about At Camp for girls, they made something that was clearly a success. The girls who went through the program the first time were happy. I don't know if they're going to turn out to be developers or what, but like that was something where they they worked hard, they raised a bunch of money, and they did a good thing. Goldie Blocks, maybe they, they I know they've released a bunch of other toys now. We just got the first one, but it was it was it was. Poop. It was terrible. You know, I want to I want to <laughs> talk about that for just a second. You said that. Uh, you'd, who knows if if uh, how many of those girls will turn out to be developers? And I think that's an interesting point. I I'm gonna guess. M- m- well, I'm not even gonna to try to guess because that's that's just gonna take us to a bad place. But even if it's not very many, even if none of them end up being developers, I still think it's completely worthwhile. I still oh, yeah. think I still think that just them having had the chance and having the exposure and now having some insight into how that stuff even works will shape their worldview even if they don't become developers themselves. I think that's right. I, I don't I just I don't wanna I don't want the 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 metric for success here to be how many girls end up being developers.
1: No, I think the part of it is if you don't go into that, they come and they kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Like seriously, they will find you.
0: They hunt hunt you you down.
1: You better be making some fucking ass.
0: If you're not if you're not in the middle of your CS degree by the age of (laughs) nineteen.
1: Oh, you're you're going to med school? Dead. No. I don't know. I thought that's how it worked uh, when I supported it. That's so the I'm only reason be, I gave money. I'm going to be very upset. It
0: was like okay. the Hunger Games or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want, I want to talk about the Angry Mac Bastards piece. I Let's actually kill each know other. about
1: this. I'm so excited.
0: But before I, we do it, you know what I want to do? Let's. Oh. Okay. Um, I let want to get tell you a uh, 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 sponsor or you're going to say w- something really racist. I I want to tell you guys why I don't like white people. No, I want to tell you – now I'm just going to add a moment of stalling so that the sponsor doesn't go right after that sentence. I'm I'm going to splice the word black in there just to (laughs) – it's (laughs) terrible. Uh, But our uh, our other sponsor day is uh, a product I I joyfully use almost every day, which is uh, Padded Spaces. Well, that's the company name. They make a couple different products. Uh, I have the Prop and Go from them, and I have the Eye Bedside from them. Oh, with the pillory soft bottom. That's right. That's right. So the Prop & Go is a a lap desk that you can use for your laptop, your iPad, your Kindle, whatever. It's a small, square-sized thing, yes. And uh, it's got a little... I don't even know how to describe it exactly, but it's got a sort of accordion folding shelf. So you can, uh, you put the shelf down, and you use it flat. Now you've got a laptop holder. But if you want to use the iPad or the Kindle or something else of that form factor and you want it to be propped up, you can pick from a bunch of different angles how high you want it to be sitting. Whether you want portrait or landscape doesn't matter. And it's just a nice, cozy way to have this thing propped up without you having to hold it. Holded. That's the prop and go. Then they have this newer thing called the, uh, the iBedside, which attaches to the side of your bed. And it can hold all of your different things that you charge each night and it's got room for the cables to run in and all that good stuff. And then, uh, you know, it's, it's just a, a little comfy, cozy fabric shelf for all of your fancy electronic accessories. Um, and both of them are very affordable. They look nice. They're well made. They do really cool stuff. So you should go check out both the uh, the Prop and Go and the iBed side. These things hold all your electronic devices so that you don't have to. I don't know why you need your hands your free in these situations. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, whoa, I, you know, I, I might I might actually need something like this because no, I I love them. I don't have. Um, I don't own a table now. I have realized I don't own tables. No, this sticks. is a virtual table. Where's your laptop right now? Uh, it's on my couch. He's holding it. All right. Because, you know, I, uh, my laptop also gets hot all the time because, you know, it's got the solid state drive and I'm running it hard. And if it's actually if it's on my bare <laughs> lap while it's you running, you have enough children. Hard, Lex. This could be uh, the best
1: thing that ever happened to you.
0: So go to paddedspaces.com
1: <laughs> oh, and uh, no, tell them no, we sent you. <laughs>
0: and uh they're gonna yeah so it's i love the prop and go i love the ibed side i really do use them it's it's very easy for me to endorse them because i own and love them and uh they're keeping my legs safe if nothing else so thank you (laughs) i'm still laughing what amy said
1: I'm sorry. You know what? I tell myself, Amy, Amy, shut up during the sponsor read. Shut up during the sponsor read. And no, never- it's
0: fine. <laughs> they know what get- the show's called. Unprofessional. They know what they're getting into. Yeah, I've, I figure after uh, this is episode 73, right? At this point, if the sponsors don't know what the show's about and what our sponsor reads are like, that's kind of on them. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, so okay. So angry, Mac, angry Mac bastards. Another podcast. Not one that I've ever listened to. Let's yeah. Let's talk about podcasts. I, and- I've never listened to it either. They, um, the the conceit I believe. Let's all
1: let's all agree that we've never listened to it, but they're total assholes. I don't I don't <laughs> listen
0: to podcasts. By the way, I'm gonna I just want to take a second here because Marco Marco uh, uh, sort of not called me out, but called out the 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 thing. I, I don't know exactly how to say that without saying the words passive aggressive, but. Uh, yeah, and, and even that sounds kind of passive-aggressive. He said something on Twitter about uh, podcast hosts who don't listen to podcasts. And It was right after I, on this show, had made uh, a, a comment in a thread, a series. I, I do this. It's like a, a thing that I brought up before that I don't listen to podcasts. Absolutely a joke. I didn't think anybody was taking that seriously. Of course, I listen to podcasts. You I just want to say, I don't believe expect- you. I don't think you listen to podcasts. Really? I don't think you do. I, the most recent podcast I listened to was your new one. Nice. Okay. I do think you listened to that one because you reviewed it. Nobody can review it unless they've listened to it. (laughs) Um, But no, I actually, I believe you. But so I I haven't listened to Angry Mac Bastards uh, because I don't need more anger in my life. And I believe the conceit of the show, may it rest in peace or hell, whichever you prefer, was that it was a couple angry uh, Mac Bastards talking about things. Sounds right. And uh, so the the controversy, which everybody already knows, we're going to take two seconds to say it, was uh, they made a bunch of fun of a guy who's looking for a job and has a website with his resume. And then people said, wow, you're dicks for doing that. And they said, you guys are jerks. We're canceling our show and hiding our Twitter accounts. And I think one of the hosts got fired from their job. Oh, really? Good. (laughs) Now now we're like, good. (laughs) Good. I believe she worked for Agile Bits Software, and I believe they let her go. That's all di- divined from Twitter, so I could be wrong about those things, but that's what I think. Well, i i don't want to I don't want to go down the path of like you know doing exactly what they did. But there's at least one person on that show that is just sort of generally angry and cynical and a real not just a downer about the world, but aggressively.
1: We all know. Down. Who you're talking oh,
0: about. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't. It's I, John Gruber, I, I, right? <laughs> 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 so it's it it just strikes me that of course this sort of thing would eventually happen you you can only be angry at the world and ready to complain about every little damn thing for so long before you you accidentally complain about a person or you've you've taken it too far and you you pick on a person or the idea of a person rather than specific like technology yeah. things or like groups of people like like you know black people or something
1: yeah it was jerky i mean it was just jerky i mean i read the transcript of it and you know uh, one of their complaints seemed to be like, "Oh, look at his resume. It's all me, me, me." And it's like, "No shit. My, my resume doesn't mention you either." You know, like I, I just felt like it, it devolved into something really, really petty. And like it's okay to say, "Hey, I think that putting, you know, basically a, a a ad for yourself is stupid, and I think it's a dumb idea and I wouldn't hire that guy." But then they were like, "Look at his nerdy glasses." And it, it just seemed jerky.
0: I don't see the benefit of, okay, this guy's looking for a job and you wouldn't hire him. Why would you go public with all of the reasons why people shouldn't hire this guy you don't know?
1: <laughs> and I, I, I even, I mean, I make fun of things and, all damn day long. Do you know who I live with? But uh, I, I, it just got so, it just got so bad. Like, uh, it was just so personal. I think they made fun of his turtleneck and they were like, no, look, it's a zip up fleece. I know, and maybe that's a poor choice for a resume photo.
0: <laughs> and maybe, but... there's a different thing, though, because they one thing is they made fun of him personally, they made fun of his resume, and this is like a job seeker.
1: Yeah, he's trying to look for work. It and you
0: can't say he's not a guy who's putting himself out there, because he was putting himself out there to get a job, but it's not the same as, you know, the Macalope publishes, I don't know, 875 times a week on Macworld or something, and each addition is the Macalope tearing down one or more shitty writers who've written something shitty about Apple that the Macalope doesn't agree with. And there's people who are are publicly saying, look, here I am. This is my right. job to do look this. So yeah. You make an argument. It's okay for somebody to tear it down. I have been torn down, I think, just once by the Macalope for an article I wrote for Macworld where he called me out. Um, or she. Although I know who it is. It's a he. And, <laughs> Everybody knows um, who it is. It's a secret. It's, it's Dave Whiskies. But um, I thought it was John Gruber. <laughs> That's close. Yeah, oh, that was but, huge
1: for a while. John Gruber is the Macalope. Like, yeah, you know, he's got his own site, but he's going to write anonymously over at this other one? What the
0: fuck? And write the same thing. It's like there's Use no... your
1: fucking heads, people. There's, there's, right. no,
0: there's no benefit. There's no, like, there's no thing that he's not allowed to say on Daring Fireball. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, but, my boss will get me canned for
0: this <laughs> one. You know, so, so the Macalope, it was just, it was recent. I think it was November or something. But so the Macalope tears me a new one and talks about all the ways my argument is wrong. Acknowledges, I should say, that, you know, that we're friends and that we've worked together and we'll work together. There again, which is all very nice. Thank you for that, Dave. But um, <laughs> the, the, you know, he, I didn't want him to tear me down. I kind of liked it when everybody, uh, I, I liked my arguments and still stuck to them. But it's to me, that's totally, and like when the Angry Mac Bastards, which I'm assuming they did the same kind of thing a lot of the time, like they talked about Mac punditry that they didn't agree with or Apple punditry they didn't agree with, fine. But Everyone it's totally else different to me. And smart. For, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, for like, to me, the, the most controversial thing about it isn't the fact that they tore this guy down because it seems to me that, that might, it seems like and i could be wrong but that's kind of the mo of the show is to tear anything and everything down the amazing thing to me is that they got called out for it and said okay we're canceling the show i can't well, believe yeah, like that they just one, took one, their
1: ball and went home you one know what step I mean? back like, if you're gonna call yourself the angry mac bastards then get a fucking tougher skin <laughs> or step back and say you know what that was mean uh, we apologize you know what i, mean? I, I think it's so crazy that they were like, huh, you guys can't handle us.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one, one, one quick step back. I want to say there's the difference is that, uh, when you, when you're tearing down somebody's piece, you're tearing down their work that you disagree with. And you're explaining why it's not an emotional reaction to something. And you're not attacking them on a personal level. If they wanted to go through this guy's like GitHub repo and, and like look at his commits and talk about how crappy his work was. That's one thing. It's still sort of uncalled for because it wasn't like, it directly affected them, but it would be, it would be valid. It would be a valid criticism of, of the work that he did, not his value as a person. And I think that to me, that's the difference. That's what makes it so shitty. But yeah, okay. the, then to, to then to their reaction was, well, I guess you guys just can't handle how honest we are.
1: We're too real for you. <laughs> like, Wait, what? Maybe. No, that's, did you read?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm like my reaction when I read that was like, who the fuck? Like, do you, I don't even have words to express how stupid this is, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's, to, it's crazy, and it, like what it really meant to me, what I took away from it was that they were they're constitutionally and I, I don't want to paint with too broad a brush here, but all Angry MacMaster's hosts no, but it felt like they were just constitutionally opposed to apologizing. Like that uh, the idea of an apology could never yeah. cross so their really. Mind. Well, it, would, it would never enter their minds that they might have been wrong. I think that's right. the most offensive part that they're not even willing to consider that maybe what they said was shitty. Right. And like to me, if even if the, uh, like you make a mistake, you can't try to hide it. So like to me, the move isn't let me delete the podcast. I might re-release the podcast with a message in front saying, hey, in this podcast, we if, if I was in their position and decided I was wrong. Hey, in this podcast, we do something dickish. Like after the show goes out. Right. And we're so, exactly. And so we're sorry. Whatever. But like to just dig in and say, not only I'm not sorry, but I'm not sorry. And I quit. <laughs> I don't know exactly who's getting punished here, but seems stupid to me.
1: I don't know. It was the the idea that it was my problem that I couldn't handle it. You know that they were putting it on me that I'm too stupid. I found that funny, and I have no stake in this. I don't know any of those people. Um, I think I've seen the one guy on Twitter, and he's you know he's always been fine to me. Um, but yeah, it it was so silly. It was just so. I don't know. I was embarrassed for them.
0: I don't get the anger and the cynicism. And I I get that like the thing is angry Mac bastards, but I don't, I don't understand seeing the world through a lens where everybody is so stupid and everything sucks. Why wouldn't you just kill yourself? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not suggesting that they do. What I'm saying is that for me, if it's too far. If if I if I legitimately thought that the entire world was terrible and I was the smartest person and I was always right and why doesn't the world understand how right and smart I am all the time, I would I I wouldn't be able to handle that. I wouldn't just go around being grumpy all the time like I wouldn't want to live in that world. I'm good with it. <laughs>
1: No, it it was just so silly. If you're so tough, you're calling yourself the Angry Mac Bastards. And it's like, this was not a badass move. (laughs) I mean, this was kind of like a five-year-old move.
0: It wasn't even after some debate or some public whatever. It was just like the first sign of any kind of public outcry. They just shut the whole thing down.
1: I don't know. You know what? I think it's... I don't know. It does seem kind of shitty if that girl lost her job. But again, you know, it, it wasn't like... I mean, she put that out there and, and she honestly did it's, it. it's, uh, it's
0: not too dissimilar from uh, Sacco, right? Because she, I, I believe the person who ended up losing her job because she tweeted that she lost her job. So I don't feel like I'm revealing secrets or anything. I only know because I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but, she was like a public face of the company. She did their support and their blogging and things like she was their PR person. if you're going to be outward facing, it's not necessarily fair or awesome, but the things that you do publicly could in some customers' minds reflect back on the company. So you got to be extra careful.
1: Right. Right. It's just, Ill, you know, just like the, the the Sacco girls tweet. It was just ill-advised. At,
0: maybe if you work but- in PR for uh, a tech company, maybe you shouldn't go be on a show called angry Mac bastards. <laughs> maybe you're just inviting trouble <laughs> I do want to say because what do I care uh, I hate that whole conceit for a show I think there's more to life than be- I, this was, maybe it was your point Dave but yeah, there's more to life exactly than being angry about things all the time yeah. I just I wouldn't want to live like that and yeah I say this as somebody who has lived like that I couldn't handle it and I I got my shit together you can't handle kind the of. truth I can't <laughs> I yeah
1: I don't what? know should she have been fired for just you know
0: I Make don't know. I don't know. And this, it's a really, Can you lose
1: your job for making fun of nerds. I might be in trouble. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's an interesting question the, because we have this, uh, the Justine Sacco thing. And then, and there's like how my, my, my gut reaction is that the Justine Sacco thing, she, she probably shouldn't have been fired. I think that that might've been too much, but on this side, my reaction is that I think that is an appropriate thing to do. And I don't know if that's just my, my thought bias on either side. Mm -hmm. My honest answer is I don't think either one of them should be fired. I think uh, at the very least, each should be given the opportunity to apologize. And maybe each was. right. Maybe maybe the Agile girl was. I mean, I know her name, and anybody could find him. I just feel like not using it. Right. But she could have... Gone, you know, maybe they went to her and said, Hey, if you apologize, you can do this, you know, we'll, we'll make it work. But she's like, Well, no, we're angry MacBasters and we decided as a team not to apologize. Like, I'm trying to paint this in the best possible lifer, right? Maybe, well, I talked to other two co hosts and they don't want to apologize and it would be betraying them if only I apologize, so I can't apologize and they said, You're fired. Right. If- if and it was yeah. just like you did this, you're fired. That's, I think, wrong. I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, I think you've convinced me. I think that in both cases, they should have been given an opportunity to apologize and to clear the air. I think in the Justine Sacco case, I, re- I recall reading. And uh, if you, if you recall, if you listen to a podcast or somebody recalls reading something on the internet, you know, it's true uh, that she, she had been fired by the time she landed.
1: Right. Right. That's, right.
0: I, I have read that repeatedly. And if that's true, to that, me that's extra crappy. At That's least up. give her the chance to say somebody else tweeted it.
1: Or right. you know, have Some, a
0: conversation or something. A black
1: man stole my phone.
0: You know, I, I, don't, I actually don't want that to be the closing line. I think we should... Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, I'm a terrible person.
0: Because I I want everybody to have an opportunity to say goodbye to Lex. So we're going to leave some silence in here. Lex, you're up first. The, the thing to me that's interesting is that anytime there's change like this with a thing, I don't know how, how, let me try that again. The thing that's interesting is that there's this assumption, this undercurrent of, well, there must be some bad blood there, uh, which I hope that you and I have at least somewhat successfully dissuaded by the fact that we kept doing shows together after I said, hey, I'm going to stop at the end of the year. Right. This wasn't uh, a, a yelling and screaming at each other sort of thing. We all right. know
1: that's, that's not the case. Right.
0: And the truth is, and Dave, you can edit this out if you want me to tell it. Dave fired. Me. No, the truth is, <laughs> uh, you know, that I went to him was like, you know, I don't know. I feel like I can't add as much of the show as I used to be able to. And I, I don't want to, like, I, I don't want to keep doing it if we can't do something new. And so what do you think? And he's like, well, I understand why you would be saying that, um, but I want to keep doing the show. Like, really, what I went to him was with, like, do you think that we should sunset unprofessional entirely? And he's like, well, no, I still think that there's a lot more that we can do, but I get it if you want to not keep being a part of it. So. Dave is the reason you still have unprofessional, you jerks. Uh, well, I mean... <laughs> y- you don't deserve it. Every, everything you said is true. Uh, my concern is that now all of the pressure of making sure the show doesn't suck from this point forward is on me. Well, how are you going to do the show going forward? Do you know? I, I have no idea what I'm doing. No, I have I have a couple of ideas. <laughs> I, I, have a co- I, I have a couple of ideas. I've reached out to some people about... Um, uh, coming in and and doing fun things. I want to play with the format a little bit. I want to keep the format as close to what we've been doing as possible. And I want to, um, my, my, my it'll be as rich as, you know, um, rigorously scripted as it is now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the goal from the beginning was every week to do a show that was different from the week before. Like I never want to do the same episode twice. And I think you're—you didn't say this, but it felt like your your vibe about that was that we had gotten to a place where you weren't convinced we could keep doing a new show every week. And I, you know, maybe maybe you were right. Uh, the, obviously, you leaving changes things enough that that's not going to be a problem. Not that you leaving is a good thing, but you you, you get what I mean there. Uh, so it gives me an opportunity to to like just. Totally shake things up and, and see what sticks. So there'll probably be at least a few weeks or a few months of just trying stuff out and, and seeing what people like, what people don't like, what I like, running things by you, make sure you're okay with it. Right. Me. Yeah, I was Get talking me. to me there. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. There was only one person who was even considered to take over for you, Lex. Was it John Gruber? <laughs> no. No. You're close. Oh, John Moltz. <laughs> yeah. John Maltz. The the one and only person who was invited to take over for Lex Friedman was Amy Jane.
1: That's true. That's true. Right would before I have been the fired first you guest? He called me, <laughs> <laughs> just do some kind of gross, weird flip flopping.
0: <laughs> I'm <laughs> just saying, if you guys, if, if she, if Amy had had taken the bait, I would really think I should be the first guest on well, the new professional. Well, it would have been this episode. Would have <laughs> been the handoff to where you, the backdoor <laughs> pilot, right? Right. You would have been. The guest and the co-host at the same time because nice. we don't we don't interview the guest anyway. So it, the the line between guest and co-host is really just who shows up every week. <laughs> <laughs> so well, so that's my real question: is are you going to have one guest or two guests? So we've always done the two of us and one guest up until uh, Joko and Flansburg, and so we've got now precedent for up to four people. And then we did the Christmas special, which was just yeah, a yeah. Sh- which-
1: that was great. That really, <laughs> really went went off without a hitch. That was.
0: You y- know, I listened
1: to that the other day. Oh, yeah. my God.
0: Uh, I thought it turned out great because I didn't even have to edit the thing. Maybe I should have.
1: Except for that whole part where I wasn't there. I was bored.
0: We should have cut that
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just sat there listening to it saying, I hate myself. I hate myself. I hate my stupid voice. Okay, I made it weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Only a little. So I, I think that there's... Uh, opportunity to to try a couple of things out but my sense like where I'm at right now is i'd like to do a thing I think that three people having a conversation makes it so that very rarely do you have an awkward downtime as long as at least two of those people know each other to some reasonable degree it's so there's a couple of different paths that we could go I'm just gonna spoil everything there's a couple of paths that it could go down one is to have somebody who's uh, a regular but not permanent and another path is to to do uh, me and always have two guests. And I've thought about like, well, one guest, cause we've always kind of balanced between like the, the media type people. So like the celebrities and, and, and actors and actresses. And well, I guess we never had an actress on the show, but uh, comedians that, that sort of musicians, that sort of person. Then we've got like the technology people. So it might be interesting to do it uh, in the format where it's me. And then one of each,
1: mm, like an awkward dinner party.
0: Yeah. Like just take <laughs> two people no has- to take two people who don't know each other, wouldn't know each other. And have a conversation with them, and just see where that goes.
1: But how sad would like a, a, a celebrity be if you know? Then it's me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, like, like there's, who? Well, no, don't the, worry. Her husband's a blogger. It's fine.
0: The, any any celebrity <laughs> any celebrity would think that about anybody that we brought on.
1: Yeah, that's true. A bunch of one loser after another. <laughs> no, you have to cut that out. I was just kidding.